All right, so hey, well, how's, how's it going, everybody? Right here, Eli and Mike, we have one amazing, and honestly, we love this dude. Yeah. Super amazing individual that has impacted our lives. We have Dr. Kian Karimi here with us in the flesh. Thank yeah, you guys so much. So I'm blessed. so excited to be here. Thank you. No, we're so blessed to have uh, the doctor in the house with us. <laughs> so excited. And I'm going to be calling you doctor because that's just, that's I, cool. you know, I came from <laughs> dentistry and I literally would call my doctor doctor, <laughs> like for everything. So I'm going to have to keep calling you that today. No worries. Love, love it. No worries As a matter of fact, talking about the whole doctor verbiage, um, I've always been curious. So do you love being called doctor? I know it's, you know, you go, you get a PhD, you go through the whole school. Um, I've always hated being called Mr. And I know that's as you get older, you're Mr. When you become a doctor, do you always like being called doctor off and on? Um, you know, some people are really, they have to be called doctor, right? <laughs> and some people are like barely a doctor of something and they, they want to be called doctor. <laughs> yeah. Most of us that um, are physicians, surgeons, whatnot, um, most of the time my staff, my patients will call me doctor. So my name is Keon. Karimi, so people will see either Dr. Karimi or Dr. Keon. But I think I like Dr. Keon because it's more of like a personal touch. Mm, you know, it's, yes. like, it's my first name still. Mm -hmm, there's right. like a doctor in front right. of it. So, but but I don't feel like offended if mm. someone's like, oh, hey, Keon, or hey, KK, or, <laughs> you know, hey, Karimi, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel offended. I don't feel like, oh, they should be calling me doctor. I just don't, I'm not like got that. It. Oh, got yeah. it. I, I've always been curious because I, I remember once when you, he was in dentistry, Yes. There was a doctor. Yeah. What, what was your uh, doctor? Dr. Fam. Dr. Fam. Yes. And he always mm -hmm. called her Dr. Fam, even offside. And I'll just be, what was your first name? Um, Dr. Fam. He doesn't even know her first name. Paulina. 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 So I was calling her, oh, hey, Paulina. And she would look at me with his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, who yeah. do you think you are? <laughs> right. But it was yeah. interesting. But I'm, I'm happy to hear that I can actually call you, you know, Keon. by your name, yes. Keon. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't ever want to offend somebody like yourself. You know, you've right. done so much. Definitely not offended. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And um, I kind of I kind of call you Dr. K. Is that offensive? No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Okay. Just making sure. So, um, Dr. K, we want to know you were literally doing surgery this morning. Am I lying? Yes. Oh no. My I God. did surgery this morning. Uh, I did a nose job, also known oh as a rhinoplasty. Gosh. Yes. I do about 150 to 200 of those a year. Oh. <laughs> Not, so, guys, did you hear what? that? Two hundred wow. nose surgeries a year. Yeah, two hundred plus. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's I mean, not. I mean, as you know, I yes. do facelifts, facial mm -hmm. surgeries. Right. Right. So it's a busy practice. Yes. All right. Yes, you know, I, I love the fact that people are still working on themselves because even in this recession, right? People are considering the fact that nobody has money. But there, there's people that are doing good things. They're yes. actually like, hey, I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my face. Right. Um, because it's important to look the best you can. Yes. Life yes. is short okay. and you're somebody that has those magical hands Literally. that can make somebody look the best of themselves, the best version mm -hmm. of themselves. And, yes. um, and we actually have one of your patients here today on our show, uh, Mr. Eli Delgado. Wait, you were supposed to say that yet. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, all right. He we said won't it. talk about that yet. He said not, it. Yet. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, I want but he's right. He's right. I want to yes. just echo that. Right. So. Yes. I always think, you know, the big for me growing up, the biggest investment was my education. And then after that, I always wanted to have a home. Right. Yes. That, and especially in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. where having a home is not, not always that easy. Right. Right. But right. then I think a close uh, high up there in terms of investment is your face. Right. And mm -hmm. the appearance that you give. Yes. And people say, oh, my gosh, you know, plastic surgery is vanity. It's this. It's that. Right. But when you put your best face forward and you feel confident, mm -hmm. you are influencing your, your own personal space, your professional yes. space. And then yes. that 
you know, trickles out to so many other people. Right. Wow. So it is such a powerful investment when you can feel comfortable in your own skin. Yes. Now, of course, you know, we can get into dysmorphia and people mm-hmm. that feel, you know, unattractive when they right. are actually attractive. And that's that's yes. a real phenomenon. Oh, wow. Someone fueled by social mm-hmm. media and mm-hmm. uh, the avatars and mm-hmm. Snapchat. And that's a whole other topic which we can talk oh, about if you yes, want. Yes. But for the most part, in my practice, mm-hmm. normal people come wanting to look like the best versions of themselves. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I know before uh, we started the podcast, we were speaking a little. We can't speak about actual celebrity names, but we know that there's television influencers and people on podcasts and so many different things. Um, And you gave me like a number. I don't know if we could say this, but, you know, there's a percentage that, you know, most people who are, you know, looking amazing when they're 50 or 60 year old, they're having work done, you know, and I think the number was that percentage. So of everybody you're seeing on television and the movies, I mean, it could be something small like Botox. Mm -hmm. It could be facelifts every couple of years, but about 90 to 95 percent of people that you're seeing are doing something. Wow, okay? wow. Are doing something. Yeah. Okay, so so let's consider that, guys. So if you've done work on your face, you're not alone. And honestly, that just sounds, and it actually sounds so real because people, I, I see people walking around that I'm like, and you just look so good. And then that automatically should bring up the fact that maybe you've done work on your face. Right. And I'm not gonna lie, I've had Botox done by, you know, Ma yourself. And <laughs> I love the work and I feel like it keeps me from aging away. And it's little things like this that, People are either scared because they're afraid of, oh, oh my God, what's going to happen if something goes wrong? Um, so I think uh, a lot of it with time, and I'm sure you feel the same way, doctor, that things have gotten so much more better. Like it's the, the medical industry has advanced so far. Um, in, in, in my perspective, things I think are easier than they ever used to be. It, it, the cost is something else too. I mean, obviously things can be, uh, everybody has different prices, uh, but you are a Beverly Hills surgeon. You know, and, and about that, um, did you grow up in Beverly Hills? Where, where, where did you grow up? No, I'm actually from Indianapolis, Indiana. So my heritage is, is Persian or Iranian American. Mm-hmm. Okay. My uh, family okay. immigrated in the 1960s. So they came early, but I was born and raised in Indiana of all oh, places. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my God. I'm so shocked we didn't know this. Indiana oh to Beverly Hills. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I'm tripping. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So. I love this. So if okay. you're from Indiana, come through. Beverly Hills is waiting for you. Yes, <laughs> I right. love it, I love You two it. can make it here. <laughs> oh my God, yes, exactly. Sounds like exactly. an Indiana like, like phrase. <laughs> oh my God, stop, stop. Oh my God. I love it, I love it. But, but that's amazing and I think uh, the fact that you are a Beverly Hills surgeon, I mean, you must have had a dream for you to come from that state to California. Um, yeah, I don't want to interrupt Eli, but I right. really want to know like, yes, you know, yes. being in, is it Indiana, right? Uh, like what inspired you there to want to, you know, help people, you know, be better, look better, do better, because that's what you do. You know, what was that moment where you're in Indiana? You're like, I need to be, cause you know, Beverly Hill, the Hills is world known, worldwide known and you're here today. So, you know, what sparked you to do that? So I've always been attracted to the most challenging thing ever Mm -hmm. in school. Just I always wanted a challenge. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take the hardest courses. I was always very competitive. I didn't even know why. I just (laughs) was. Yes. And so I was like, I I I never wanted anything easy. Mm -hmm. And so my journey, and and a lot of people don't know this, but in medicine, we often don't have a choice where we live. So when Mm -hmm. we apply to medical school, medical school is very competitive. When we apply to our training after medical school called residency, that's competitive. I did head and neck surgery, facial plastic surgery, which was one of the most competitive residencies. And then I did another additional training. So if you add up all the school, so I did three years of college, 
four years of med school, six years of surgery training. Wow, my God. Before I could even pick up a Botox syringe oh, wow. <laughs> to someone's face. Okay. Wow. So then after I finished all that, I was I was in Florida, I was in here and there, and I was like, where is the most competitive market in the United States? <laughs> yeah. That really hills California. Really hills. Oh my so God. So I came out here, I had okay. no family, okay. I had no job. I went to Chase Bank and I was like, I want a loan to start a practice. And they said, where are your PNLs? Where I was like, what's a PNL? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, wow. like I had no clue. Uh -huh. They're like, so why should we give you money? I was like, because of who I am, my potential. Right. They kind of right, laughed. Yeah. yeah. They gave me a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Okay. Okay. And I lived off of that very, very humbly. Okay. You know, I, I was yes. this plastic surgeon, mm -hmm. but I had no practice, mm -hmm. no patience. Right. Yes. And I just started just pounding the pavement. Wow. And now I have this. Oh my god. So 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 let's talk about Amazing. this. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> wow. so th this okay. just because we know you personally as well, it's not mm -hmm. just business. I mean yes. you're a good friend. We've hanged yes. out before too. Right, yes. right. And let's talk about the this empire, right? Yes. So you've been in California for how long? Twelve years now. So twelve years. What have you developed? And I think we talked a little bit of behind the scenes, but what have you done in those twelve years? Okay. So in twelve years professionally, um, I now have a very thriving surgical practice. I, yes. I told you how many nose jobs a year I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. probably doing wow. about 100 facelifts a year as well. Okay, wow. Um, and I have a four month to five month wait list just to be seen as a patient, wow. uh, which is amazing, right? It's amazing. all fantastic things happen. Yes. I also run a busy med spa. I have uh, 25 mm -hmm. staff. Oh I have four God. other you know, PAs, which is physician assistant, nurse practitioners. We see about 120 patients a week. Wow, coming in for injections, Botox. In wow. fact, I don't even take new clients for mm -hmm. those things unless right. one of you guys call me like, "Hey, right. my, my, my <laughs> oh buddy my wants to come in yeah. for some Botox." I'm like, "Okay, fine." Yeah. I might be calling. So just... <laughs> exactly. I'll do it for friends. And oh, wow. okay, okay, but it's incredible yeah. because I used right. to like be dying for that business. Oh, wow, right? Like, hey, you want Botox? Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll do it at yeah. a discount. And right, so, right. Now it's the total opposite. Wow. So that's just the 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 top layer. Mm -hmm. um, also, in this in the, that amount of time, I uh, developed a technique called thread lifting. I actually mm. brought it to the United States in 2015, okay. oh my goodness. which is a way to use little sutures to yes. lift the cheeks. Right. I've seen this. And oh that's really popular now. Yeah. And now that's just, you know, a passive thing for me. And you bring this to the United I brought States? I to the US, yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh my God, I have the chills right now. <laughs> wow, so they call me the wow. godfather of, of threads. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm so honored to be in your presence. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where's my pinky ring? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Oh my God. Wow, that's epic. And I only say this because I've seen this work on, on individuals. And wow, the work is so incredible. I've seen people in their 40s, 50s. 50s, 60s, and they look like they're in their 20s or 30s. So and I I walk away just talking about it for like 30, 45 minutes. And when we find out who did the work, we're like, of course it was Dr. K. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. No, so my you, God. And that's so true because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 44 years old and I feel like I'm in my 20s because of any work you've done on my face. And again, I've yes. only done... Um, I think the Morpheus I've done yeah. and just some of the Botox. Yeah. Yes. I haven't done the lifting yet. I'm a little yes. scared of it. I'll be, I'll admit, I'm a little scared of the lifting. Um, and obviously I've done something else, but we'll talk about it a little later. Yes. But it's it's made me feel more confident because you're yes. doing, you're giving people something that they don't have sometimes when they're, when they're not born with it, right? I think beauty is something that you see differently. Everybody has a different mirror because I always hated something about my body and my face. And it took somebody like yourself to actually not convince me, but I was able to see through what you were, your experience was to realize 
I could be better for myself. I, I think it's something that I always wanted. And the desire is there only by the hands that you craft other individuals that all of a sudden now they look like these fashion models or they look like these people that are that never really believed in themselves as much. And I, I bet you, and I'm sure you're gonna agree with me, you probably get fan mail. You probably get people sending you emails, thank you letters, oh my God, you changed my life. And is that is that something that has made you feel even more uh, interested in what you do? Like, is this, this is it, like this? So that to me is like, the biggest drug you could ever imagine. Like today, in fact, I was just commenting this because before I came over here, I saw like 15 post-operative patients, oh people that gosh. I had operated on in wow. the past. Wow. And from room to room to room, there's like hugs, there's tears, there's <laughs> laughing. We did like a little filming uh, for Instagram. Yes. <laughs> okay, love and I this. told my patients like, wow, I am mm. so blessed to have amazing patients. We have amazing outcomes from facelifts to rhinoplasties to, to everything because people just, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's one thing that they just bothers them mm -hmm. and they get it addressed and all of a sudden they just flourish. Right. Mm. And it can change. Right. I've seen it change personalities for the better. I've seen it change relationships for the better. Yeah. I've seen it create pers uh, professional, uh, mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. all about your mojo, mm -hmm. yes. right? Yes. Yeah. It's all yes. about it is. how it is. you yes. feel about yourself. Right. So for example, like, I'm just gonna share a personal uh, anecdote in 2016, 2017, my practice was slowly starting to pick up okay. and there were some opportunities to do some media. Yes. And I was invited on a show called The Doctors. Yes. But I was I actually <laughs> really yeah. self-conscious about mm. my hair. Mm. Okay. So I had I had early, you know, hair loss, mm -hmm. uh, even in my twenties. Mm -hmm. So I went and did three hair transplants. Oh wow. Really? I did three oh hair transplants and you know this is all grafted hair wow. and even though people may say think it's silly, I didn't want to do any media until I had okay. the hair okay. that I wow. felt I should have. Got it. So I 100% understand what my oh, patients wow. go through yes. because that to me was a big vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I, three times. Three so times. it wasn't just like, okay, one, I'm okay now. You're like, yeah, again, no, I was again. really balding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay, okay. You know, I mean, without the hair yeah. transplants, none of uh -huh. I would have none of this. Wow, it looks so good. Yeah, and like, I'm talking wow. to two of the most oh hair blessed guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god, you. You know, his I hair is you. so strong, he can <laughs> dye it pink and not worry about the damage it's causing <laughs> to the hair. Oh my god, it does cause the damage for sure. But that's a big insecurity for guys. Yes. Um, yes. And I deal with insecurities, but I also deal with people that just want to look their best. Mm, yes. And sometimes all people come to me like, look, what do you suggest? Mm -hmm. Because they know I'm ethical. Yes. They know yes. I'm not going to just try to sell them procedures. Mm -hmm. I don't even need mm -hmm. to sign people up anymore, right? So wow. now I, and sometimes I say no. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I say no, right. and that can be, you know, that people can be bothered by that, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm saying no mm -hmm. because I believe that when I touch your face, whether it's surgical or non-surgical, it needs to be a partnership. Yes. So yes. there needs to be a mutual understanding, right? A mutual respect, and frankly, at this point, I really I like to like my patients. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. right? Yes. Because, because like you know we of become course. friends when, yes. and, and this and that and the other. Right. And so it's a really cool place to be. Mm -hmm. Love that. You know, I love that you said that. So, has there been a, a client you've had that actually has walked in with already had a progressive work done, and they're just maybe addicted to it? They're like, oh, can you work on my face or my nose or whatever it is? And you're like, Darren, you've had like 10 surgeries already. This is a good one. Have you had to either accept or deny somebody like that? Right. I have. Um, wow. I have had to deny people. And 
you know, it's it, it leads to a lot of unhappiness on the part of the patient because they feel rejected. Mm. They yes. have waited months to see me. They right. read my reviews or they yeah. come through mm -hmm. from a, a referral. Yes. I try to minimize that from happening now. So now if you request to see me, uh, there's actually a screening process. Okay, perfect. Uh, so I say, send your pictures, mm -hmm. send your history, yes. send your requests, because mm -hmm. I don't want to waste people's time either. Right, right. right. I, res right. I respect people's time, yes. and they're paying a consultation mm -hmm. fee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I we still I don't get all of them, and occasionally someone comes in, I'm like, look, I'm so sorry, but I tell them like the risks outweigh the benefits, of course, of what you're asking me to do. And I just can't do that. That yes. makes so much sense. Because yes. I mean, it is, you're touching somebody's face, their bone structure or whatever it is that you're doing on their face. So I can imagine the the big risk if it's already been tampered with. Um, I hear a lot of scary stories. Actually, we've, we even had somebody at the office, I won't say a name, that is yes. probably thinking about going outside the country because it's cheaper and they, I don't know how they can trust those sources, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like it's just, yeah, it's, please. Is, is it actually, because the, the thing is, I don't know if it's a Mexican thing or what it is, <laughs> but people say, oh, you just go to Mexico, take a couple of Advil and all of a sudden you're cured. But what is I it? I think it's because we're it? in Los Angeles, we're right next to Mexico and everyone's just like, just go to the border. Just go to the border and it's cheaper, but yeah. then you come back and who knows what. Right, but, but what because we've heard horrible, horrible stories. So we want to yeah, know we what, you, what you think about this. So the. I, as you know, I travel around the world, I give lectures and I have friends all around the world. And there are incredible surgeons in Mexico and but in most countries. Okay, yes. The problem is, is finding out who is incredible, mm. God, number yeah. one. Right. Because sometimes the best marketer is not the best surgeon. Oh, wow. Wow. And wow. that's scary. I used to yes. think before I came to Beverly Hills, like the guys I would see on billboards right. or know their names. Yes. I come to find out, they're not the best oh, surgeons, wow. okay. right? Yeah, uh, not you know that's not a blanket statement, mm -hmm. but and so that's a little mm -hmm. scary because yes. just because you're paying to have your face out there right. doesn't mean you do the best job. That's yes. that's issue number one. Mm -hmm. Issue number two is even in the best of hands and in the most experienced of hands, shit can go wrong. Right? Oh, my God, that's right. so true. Okay? Very true. Wow. So what happens if something goes wrong? Mm. Is your surgeon going to be accountable? Are you going to be able to go back to the country where you had surgery? Are they going to be responsive wow. to you after yeah. the surgery? Wow. So that's where reputation, mm -hmm. accountability, mm -hmm. all it matters, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you need somebody who's going to back up their relationship with you, their partnership with you. Like, yes. look, you know what, Mr. Smith, I'm so sorry this didn't work out or you had an infection or one side mm -hmm. is not the same as the other. Mm -hmm. Here's the options of how we can fix mm -hmm. that. Wow, that's Amazing. that's intense because I, I think for me, I w face is everything. I feel like it's kind of like when you wake up to your wife, you know, I know you're married. You, you The face is something beautiful, right? Um, we all critique each other. We're like, oh, we know each other's pattern, faces, structures. But then once you modify it, even the tad bit, um, it changes a lot in somebody's mm -hmm. face, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, whenever I had Botox done, I'm sure it's changed me a little bit. And you're like, oh, your face looks right. a little tighter, right? Yes. So it's every little thing changes. And I feel like what you said, when you go there and you get work done, you come back and look something different. And what if you're not happy? And then That's right. you can't go back and be like, hey, can I get a refund? That's mm -hmm. right. You know? yes. So there's actually been studies on it. So we can detect mm -hmm. two millimeters of change on someone's face. Oh, wow. wow. Really? So if your eyelid comes down one or two millimeters oh, for whatever wow. reason, if you're from Botox right. or if you have an issue, okay. then someone will look at you like, what's going on? Oh, wow. What's two, two what? Two, two millimeters. Okay. Oh my that's, God. That's, that's, no. That's not much. Right. Right. So we have the ability oh to detect 
yes. asymmetries. Mm-hmm. But, but what's also mm-hmm. very interesting is that we all have asymmetry. 95% of faces have asymmetries. Okay. okay? 95%. Yes. But that usually is the character. Like for you, for example, like your right eyebrow is a little bit higher it is. than your left. Totally is. You know, right. and yeah. so every, every, we all have little asymmetries. Right. Are, yes, you, are yes. you perfectly symmetrical? I wish, I wish. <laughs> no, 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 that's not, you. That's not me. You're perfect, Mike. I wish, I wish. For the God, sake I of my you. drive home, you're <laughs> perfect. Okay, I'll take it. So he, he, he doesn't have any asymmetries, <laughs> but if he were to have an asymmetry, we would detect it. Okay, oh my God, I love you so much. I want sanity on the way home, please. And I love this. One thing, you know, being in medical before real estate, um, my doctor would always let us know the word what the word practice means. And I want to I want to kind of have you explain that to the world, because for you, you know, even though your profession, you know, in this in this facial structure, all this stuff, um, you know, you're always having to learn. You're always 100%. having to keep up with the times. You can't just be an individual who, you know, you had this job for 10 years and it's always going to be like that. It always changes. And I think this is why they call it a practice. And, and or maybe you could explain it better than me. So 100 percent. So if you're going to a medical professional, they have to be lifelong students. We all have to be. I go every month to a conference mm. to teach and to learn. Smart. Mm-hmm. And I now actually mm-hmm. have a conference that I host here because yeah. I'm going to all these conferences. I'm like, yes. why not have the best of the best come to Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Right. So every March at the Four Seasons in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, mm-hmm. we have a four day expo and I invite who I think are the brightest minds in the world. Amazing. Wow. And they come and they share their techniques, their protocols. We do hands on demonstrations. It's an incredible yes. event. Wow. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's boutique. There's still only mm. 500 people there. Wow. But you get to rub shoulders with like the top, top yes. people. Yes. And we talk about marketing, social media. We talk about balance. We talk mm. about burnout. We talk mm-hmm. about techniques. We, we yes. even do we even wow. do dissections on cadaver specimens. Mm. Wow. Um, okay. Because people need to practice yes. to learn how to do the techniques. Right. Um, wow. And so it's it's a it's it, you have to do those types of things. Right. And so, if you're going to learn, uh, might as well learn with the best, especially right. in this field. And um, I, I forgot what you actually said, the type of work it is where you're specialized in the face. And obviously this in the medical field is so um, like high level. Right. You said it's one of the hardest to get in because it because is it is it because it's the face? Everyone looks at the face because obviously we have a whole body. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people want to be a plastic surgeon. Okay. And it's just one of the most competitive specialties to get into. Wow. So just because you, and in medical school, whether it's fair or not, just because you decide you want to be a kind of doctor mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you can be that kind of oh, doctor. Wow. You have to be at the top of your class. Yes. You have to score the yes. best grades. You have right. to get into the best programs. Yes. So those of, you know, the people that are plastic surgeons mm-hmm. in the community mm-hmm. here and, and around are the top people in their classes. Right, right. It's competitive because it's rewarding. Yes, it's lucrative. I mean, it's it's a very demanding field, very right. stressful field yeah, because yes. we're constantly, you know, we're, we're literally physically altering people's faces and bodies. Right. And we have to make sure that it aligns with their expectations. Yes. It aligns with their heal okay, mm-hmm. get back to work, get back right. to their family. So yes. it's a big responsibility. Definitely. Let, let, let's let's dig deep into something right now. So I'm, I'm going to disclose and I haven't told anybody. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say it now because we're talking about beauty and you're talking right. about like change. Right. Yes. So, guys, so I haven't told anybody about this. Uh, only the most closest people I know know this. But I actually had 
my nose done by <laughs> yes. the amazing Dr. King Karimi. Amazing Dr. King. And uh, for the longest time when I was a child, I always felt very uh, discouraged. I felt, uh, I was bullied when I was a child. So I felt like my nose was just, I felt something was wrong with my face. And I didn't work on the construction of my nose job with you since, uh, was it this year or was it last year? I don't remember. Last year. Was it last, last year? year? Yeah. I don't remember yes, how long I had yes. this nose already, but, right. but and you only took care of a sliver of it. It wasn't even like it was that bad, but even that sliver was enough for me to feel that lack, lack of confidence. And Mike, we've been together for 12 years. All 12 yes. years, I told yeah. you, I've, I've been wanting to work on my nose and I waited that long until I decided, you know what, enough is enough. And I wanted to change it. So um, I would admit, I feel extremely amazing about getting it done. <laughs> I look at it every day and I'm like, is this yes. really me? Yeah. So, and I love it. It's perfect. And then, right. and obviously um, I'll have my video guy po posted talking about the difference. Uh, I have never released the videos that wow. you recorded. Yes. So I want to thank you for that. Like personally, you have changed my life uh, the way I see myself. And I, 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 I just don't even know how to say it. And, and honestly, like you said, only the small, the most smartest intellectuals can actually know how to be facial surgeons and this is a privilege to have a very intellectual person in the middle of our, of our podcast here. Yes. Like, I don't honored. even know what to say, and I'm just very honored by it, you know? Well, I want to, first of all, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for the privilege of being your surgeon. And I want to commend you for sharing this, because I hear this behind closed doors every day, multiple <laughs> times a day. And uh, people look at you guys and, you know, how successful you are and you guys earned every single penny that you make because it's not all glitz and glam. I, I know how hard you guys work. Thank, Thank you. you so but much. But for somebody to look at you guys, oh, my gosh, they have everything. And for you to have been insecure for 12, well, your whole life, whole basically, life, yeah. over this one correctable issue is so powerful that you that you did it right and you're a busy guy right yes, so your yes. downtime was minimal um you had a very clear idea of what bothered you you had, had plenty of time to think about it <laughs> yeah, 44 years <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly but the point is is that um it it's it's empowering to be able to to identify what bothers you mm -hmm. and the nose is so interesting and mm -hmm. it's actually the nose itself is what really led me to do this field mm -hmm. Because the nose sits in the center of your face. Yeah. But a true. good nose mm -hmm. really shouldn't be seen. Mm -hmm. No one's gonna look at your nose. Most oh, people wow. are like, you have a nice nose. No, okay. they're gonna look at your eyes. Okay. When we look true. at each other, we look at each other's eyes. Yeah, we very look true. at our smile. <laughs> right. But when you right. have too big of a nose, yes. too small of a nose, mm. an upturned nose, or a crooked Got nose, it. it becomes a distracting nose. Mm. Wow. It distracts yes. from the rest of your facial harmony. Wow. So <laughs> this is what bothers people. It's not that like, oh, I have an ugly nose. They're mm -hmm. not really thinking they have an ugly nose. Although well, some noses, you know, are borderline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know what is you are. ugly, right? right. What, is, what is our concept of true. ugly, right? Yeah, true, who, true. who did that to it? Is it, yes. is it a white nose that we like? <gasps> right. Is it Disney noses? Okay. Like, so th this is a <laughs> no, much yeah. deeper conversation. It is can deep, we get right? into a little bit? We I know can. Okay. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a right. Middle Eastern heritage. Okay, yes. You guys are Mexican, Hispanic, yes. Hispanic heritage. Right. So is it like the, the tribal nose? Okay, yeah. Is it the indigenous nose? Is it So how do you know as a doctor then? How do you know to look at somebody and again, like if we all have our own mindsets of beauty, right? Then, like, where does the mm -hmm. the doctor say this is what beauty is? Where did that all right. originate from? If you could even explain this, it's so deep. So, the, what I've come to understand is that 
the noses that are droopy, that have a big bump, they get in the way of our other features. Mm -hmm. They get in the way of the eyes, they get in the way of the smile. Mm -hmm. The most, the, I would say the number one reason that people come to me for rhinoplasty right. is because when they smile, their nose droops down. Uh, and it yes. covers their smile and they yes. hate, they hate smiling in, on camera, they don't uh -huh. like smiling for photos. So they're like <laughs> okay. smiling like this and oh, they're usually to the side uh, or they have okay. a fake smile. Because when they really smile, it just mm -hmm. takes a, a nosedive. <laughs> so. You are not lying. That's exactly what I what happened to me. I would smile, but remember, I would. You're like, and it's like gone now. Smile. Yeah, because I'm looking at smile. it right now, and that is gone. It's like, because like, I, it doesn't I had down. a flashback of you doing that when when you did it. It came in my head, and I was like, wait, and then it was gone right now, and I'm like, okay, never mind. So I know what you mean. Like, wow. Yeah. Just even looking at that. And, and you know, COVID mm -hmm. was one of the big, post-COVID was one of the biggest booms plastic surgery has ever seen. Okay. Ever. Because wow. now we're constantly looking at a digital mirror. Mm. Constantly. Oh, wow. On Zoom yes. and, you know, oh on our God, phones. That's so true. And so we're always seeing a digital mirror. And so the awareness of one's self in yes. terms of how we look yes. has become exponentially higher. Wow. wow. You know, so basically, even in the last couple of years, like, oh yeah, uh, people went from right here to here, just yes. looking at themselves. Yes. Wow. You know, the similar thing happened in real estate. So us being in real estate and mortgage during the COVID period, not post COVID, but during the COVID period, we gained so much momentum. Our interest rates dropped drastically, and we just got so much business. Yes. It yes. became insane. But you're absolutely right because I got my nose job post COVID. Because yes. I was on the Zooms. I was right. looking at myself a lot more. Well, let me clarify. When I say post-COVID, it was still during COVID, but it right. was just after mm -hmm. that six-week shutdown. Yes, yes. And then totally. all of a sudden people were just like, man, it, it, because people had downtime, yeah. right. they weren't traveling, they had yes. all this disposable income. Yeah. And so That's right. um, I think your industry and our, our, our industry really saw a big boom. Yes. Now people say, oh, it's 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 down. It's not really down. It's just plateaued, mm. right? It's mm -hmm. just normalized. Mm -hmm. wow. But it's mm -hmm. still higher than you know than it was yeah yes. wow and how did you how did you handle covid if we're on the topic you know you're an actual medical and blood and all this uh i'm oh sure God, it was very right. difficult can you explain this it, so first of all when covid first started we wanted to make sure that you know our local mm -hmm. communities hospital surgery centers had what they needed so okay, we didn't yes. use any any of our resources we donated gloves and masks wow. and all that oh because we were really underprepared as mm -hmm. a medical yes. industry we okay. were so underprepared for a true pandemic like all medical fields all medical Got fields it. so that's why there was a strict shutdown mm -hmm. on anything elective especially mm -hmm. with what i do is right. considered elective okay okay um so then once things kind of like we realized okay we have the resources yes. and then things you know started to open back up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then we would just have to be i mean it was it was a headache you have right to COVID test twice and oh, wow. this and that and the other i was okay. wearing like I was wearing like Breaking Bad respirators. It was a little, yeah. little crazy for a while. Oh my God. But we did what we had to do to protect yeah. our patients, to Got protect it. ourselves, yes. protect our staff, our families. Right. And we made it work. Yeah. Wow. Where there's a will, yeah. there's a way. Yeah. I actually remember we walked into your office once and you had that mask on. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, are you okay under there? <laughs> and, and you know how people started getting those lines? And yes. Oh yeah, that's Especially right. the doctors and the, yes. and the surgeons, because you guys could never take it off. Right. That's right. Right. No, that was you just leave it on. And um, speaking about that, I mean, you guys just fought through it. And um, one word you you stated a little while ago was burnout. And, you know, this word to a doctor could be so different to a real estate agent or a loan officer because, you know, we're not waking up in the morning and 
going directly into a you know a room where you're gonna have surgery on somebody uh burnout meaning you know how do you handle your burnouts because i'm sure you have we're all human and i know you're human even though there's oh, a lot of you, talk about aliens are you recently. Human? let's make sure <laughs> right there's so much talk about aliens recently <laughs> but how do you handle your burnouts because you can't go into an office in the morning and have a bad mood and not want to work on somebody or or maybe you can be like that you you tell us because to me i need to know this this is yeah so burnout in medicine is, is real um and it's actually very dangerous because for us burnout leads to more errors it leads to lack of empathy and mm. you don't want a healthcare provider who doesn't care right right yes. that's right. very dangerous yes um and it leads to drug and alcohol abuse it leads mm. to uh, all kinds of issues so the way that we avoid burnout is is balance so mm. i avoid i have a family i have a wife i have three children and the balance for me is, is so important so i'm only in the office four days a week hmm. you know fridays Got are it. personal days okay. I take my kids to school Got it. Uh, you know i do personal development my weekends are pretty much protected except if i'm traveling to teach and whatnot yes, yes. i'm home for din dinner every night oh, wow and so i rarely schedule things after hours i used to do all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and so the, the, and it's, it's, that's the balance and I work out before right, surgery, yes. 5 oh, a.m. Wow. All right. Oh, wow. Cause that's Yay. the only time. So yes. that, that to me is like the biggest, you know, mental mm -hmm. type of dopamine Cleanser, release. Dope, um, so all those things lead to the balance and you know, you're always, mm -hmm. tr you're always struggling. It's always like, it's always a conscientious effort yes. to have that balance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I think I do it pretty well. Wow, you, you do wow. definitely do it very well. Yes. Let, let's um, let's dig deep here. So you you came from Indiana, and you know I'm sure a lot of people, maybe some people want to be surgeons. Who knows, right? Or maybe you don't. But let, let's hear the facts. So when you grew up, um, what was your lifestyle back then? Like, did you have a, a whole family, a mom and dad? Did you even want to be a surgeon? But how did it all start for you? So I was blessed with a really amazing family. I had immigrant parents, and so they, you know. Uh, learned uh, how to translate parenting in mm -hmm. Iran versus okay. parenting in the United States. <laughs> right, that was okay. a little rough, especially okay. being firstborn boy of three boys. And like I like I shared with you, I've always I was always really driven. My father is a physician and okay. he had a really crazy story about coming from Iran and wow. having to escape from Iran because oh they had a lot God. of political issues yes. and yes. you know uh, and so he was very inspiring for me. Uh, but I also was like, my God, like I'll never live up to that. Uh, and so I always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder uh, that Got I carried it. with me. Yes. And I think that was part of my motivation because I always wanted to prove myself mm -hmm. that I could, because here, you know, they always like, oh, we, we gave you a better life. You know, we came to the United States. Yeah. All yes. you have to do, all you have to worry about is uh, studying and doing well <laughs> right. in school. We had to worry yeah. about like our lives yeah. and <laughs> this yes. and that and the other. Right. So, and I think a lot of immigrants and descendants of immigrants, mm -hmm. like, are told that story okay and a lot of it is true right but yeah it's, yes, it's hard yes, to hear that as yes. a as a child growing up because you always yeah. feel like you're not good enough mm, and so that. um wow. again going through school i was just so motivated to just mm. do you know the best that i could do i knew i wanted to do to be a physician mm. oh, wow. the, the moment right. i knew i, I want to be a physician was the first time i went and watched my dad in his office mm -hmm. so he did internal medicine he just yes. was you know family doctor internal internist okay. yes and I'll never forget, he's just sitting in a room talking to a patient and the trust between the patient and him mm -hmm. and how they were like, how they were respectful, but they were like friends and he was giving them advice. And it was the most beautiful interaction I had ever seen in my mm -hmm. life. Wow. 
And I was like, I want to be that person for people forever. Wow. And so, thank you. (laughs) Wow. Thank you very much. So so that from that moment on, I knew I wanted to be a physician. I didn't know what kind of physician. Yes. So then I kind of go through school. And then when I was in medical school, I thought, you know, maybe I want to be a a cardiologist or, you know, kind of interventional cardiologist. I don't know why I thought that. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, yes. Because actually cardiology is one of the hardest Mm -hmm. things to get into in internal medicine. And I had never really been exposed to surgery. And then I remember sitting in cardiology class and I'm like, Stop. Oh wait, my god. So I'm, like, uh, I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Oh my like, god. This is awful. This is I don't care about the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm heartless. You're heartless. Oh my god. That's so good. That is so good. And I was like, man. Oh and so god. they were like, okay, you should take a personality inventory. So we t- I took a personality inventory. Okay. And this goes on to like coaching and to high achievers. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to recognize what is your ability, what is your unique ability, and how do you maximize that? Love that. So I took this personality inventory. They're like, ding, ding, ding. You are a surgeon. <laughs> you are into details. You are meticulous. Blah blah blah. So wow. it came up with a list of four different things: neurosurgery, plastic surgery, head and neck surgery, and urology, which is like. Penis surgery. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, no way. Let's go. Let me explore the first three. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me explore the first three. Right, right. Totally so different face. And, yeah. <laughs> so, Holy shoot. This so, is so good. So I explored neurosurgery yes. and, you know, yeah. it wasn't quite it for me. So then I okay. saw I saw ENT head and neck surgery. And I walked into the operating room and this neck is just filleted open. But it wasn't gruesome. You could see oh. all the, you could see the carotid artery, you could see the jugular vein. It was so clean. Oh, and I was like, God. that is it. This is what I want to do. No, uh, I was like, I fell in love. <laughs> it was from love. a neck being open. <laughs> neck Sorry, being open. Oh my God. It was love at first sight. Wow. Okay. And, yes. and so mm-hmm. then within head and neck surgery, once I got into that, facial plastic surgery was part of it. And then when I saw my first rhinoplasty procedure, I mm-hmm. fell in love again. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to dedicate my yes. career and life to facial plastic surgery. Amazing. Wow. Was that after like the nose was healed or when you finished? No, that's when it was surgery? open. I had no idea wow. how it came oh, out. Wow. Oh, my, oh my God. Yes. But just I the love complexity. It. Yes. I mean, each nose job is like 100 to 150 steps. Oh my God. It's a lot of little steps. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, since we're on the nose job and Eli got his nose yeah. done, so did his nose like actually the flap that it even did it actually have to go back like that? So, yeah. So, with, with nose surgery, whether you have open or closed, the incision is made and then all the skin is freed from the cartilage and the bone. So, your skin is totally separated. And then we just allow the blood to come in from different from, areas. I know. Like, don't don't move, guys. Okay, yeah. I'm like, maybe oh my I'm God. the alien. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then and then the it's a three dimensional surgery. So then yes. changes are made to the cartilage, to the bone. I actually use uh, some uh, technology to shave the bone down. The okay. ultrasonic aspirator. I don't even know if you knew I'd use that. Oh wow! Uh, no, which is, that. <laughs> yeah. like I was about to some good drugs. But I use yeah. a lot of technology oh to minimize the bruising and the swelling. That's why your recovery was so fast. Oh my no bruising, God. right? Like, no I'm bruising. Not even lying. Yes. No, yes. Yes. We're gonna pull it. the pictures up, and you guys uh, are gonna see like yeah. zero. So insane. Like the he came home, and I was just like, um, "Did you even have a?" No-? He didn't. He never had bruising. Not right. once. I've seen people with black eye bruising, like. 
I was wait actually waiting for him to bruise. I was like, are you ever gonna bruise? And he never did. I was like, Not wow. Once. Yeah. I was so shook. Yeah. So that all has to do with technique. Mm. Uh, obviously, you followed the instructions, mm. anesthesia. So it's yes. and that's the thing. Like that's going back to traveling. Right. You could go to a great surgeon, but if they don't have a good team mm. or a good protocol, yes. then that's also a little bit of an issue. So yes. you have to have the complete package. Right. That makes so right. much sense. I, I love the perfectionist attitude you have. You're like, I'm gonna do my best and you are always learning. As a matter of fact, mm. I learned something from you today, just the fact of you're always going to these seminars or these conferences every, you said every month? Every month. So every I, I was month. in Vegas two weeks ago. I'm going to Aspen next week. Amazing. Went in Vegas after that. I'm yes. in Miami three to four times a year. Oh my God. A bunch of stuff in LA. I mean, so I, I try, and then I do international things too. See, mm -hmm. see, and, and that's the laziness of every industry. There's lazy people, even re lazy real estate professionals, lazy yes. physicians, I'm yes. sure, or doctors that actually do skip those steps because they, they get themselves so busy in their business mm -hmm. that they forget that, hey, there's probably something new out there that you probably should be implementing in your business and you're doing just that. And that's that's so important. And that's why you are, uh, we'll say this, the king surgeon of Beverly Hills. Yes, yes. You're crafty, you know what you're doing. You even said it, said it just right now, you love, you fell in love. Yes. Like with doing rhinoplasty, you fell in love with the fa facial stuff. And yes. to me, that's the passion we have for right. what we do for customer service right. for our clients. Yes. Like we yes, love definitely. transferring love the keys. Like yes. here you go, you got a home. Right. And 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 that's that's amazing. Like doctor, yeah. like seriously, like I'm excited to hear the fact that you are uh, a physician that came from Indiana, you're in California, in Beverly Hills, living the dream, creating businesses, creating other physicians out of just the fact that, or do doctors just out of like following your teachings and it's in, uh, as a matter of fact, are your kids, are you gonna try to have them become your, <laughs> uh, are they gonna like, so fall in love I, with no I, surgery? I really believe in not pushing, you know, your children towards one field. Mm -hmm. And so, but of course, you know, my both my wife and I are both physicians. Okay. Um, and so they're going to see, they're gonna see a lot about medicine. So mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be on the list, but I'm yes. not gonna be like, you have to be a doctor, yes, you know? Definitely. I mean, I would, I would mind. It's kind of like us, we wouldn't mind if our son and daughter are kind of in real estate. Right, yeah. we, we wouldn't mind. We well, wouldn't mind. I mean, what you guys do is so important because like I mentioned earlier, like uh, purchasing a home, especially if it's your first home, is like one of the most emotional, impactful mm -hmm. yes. decisions. Yes. And I remember my wife and I, when we were mm -hmm. moving from our condo mm -hmm. to our home, yes. it was so stressful. And like our, our real estate agent was like, like literally like texting and calling and I felt bad for the agent, <laughs> you know, because I was expecting like miracles from them and they yeah. did it, right? right. And, they, and they did it because our, our, the home that we wanted to buy had already accepted an offer. And, you know, they tell you not to be emotional about yes. home buying right. and it's hard to do that right. when yeah. you find the home that right. you feel is gonna be the good fit for your family. Yes. And the home that's gonna really fulfill the part of the American dream that we all aspire mm -hmm. to have. Right. But my real estate agent was like my, my rock. Exactly. When when we got the, mm -hmm. when we got those keys, yes. I literally felt like such a sense of like relief, joy, yes. wow. and to yes. this day, our home is our sanctuary. Oh my God, love yes. that! And love one of the best so investments we made. Yes. And in my industry, it's it's your face, right? Mm -hmm. It's your face. It's wow. your, it's your nose. It's your yes. it's your look. It's not right. looking tired. Right. Little things can right. impact. Because if you guys mm -hmm. look tired, which you yes, don't, yes, you, you. you may not be as impactful. Right. Like, and it's not always on a conscious level. Mm. It's a yes. subconscious level. 
Yeah. So you can look at someone and like mm-hmm. you think, wow, why are they so tired? Like, yeah. Are they just, you know, not sleeping well? <laughs> right. Have they had a hard life? Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. do they have a bad lifestyle? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all these things go through your mind before you even like shake hands with that person. Yes. So true. Isn't yeah. it crazy? It right. is really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so and we we actually teach that in our in our stu- in our um trainings. We teach that before you shake somebody's hands, you already judge people just by looking. And then whether you or not you approach them, it's based on a number of different things. Their their eyes, uh, are they paying attention to you? There's so much involved in that. And I agree with you 100%. Like it's so much more than just, hi, shake right. your hand. Like we've already critiqued right. people before we even presented ourselves. Yeah, right. it's so cool. Right. And um, so, you know, obviously what drives you is the, you know, seeing these people's reactions, helping people, just that alone, helping people. But, you know, besides, uh, you know, being a doctor and what else drives you? You know, what you have these couple of days that you could be to yourself or maybe just one day, you know, what is it really that you do that you're like, this is all worth it? So I, I love bringing people together mm-hmm. and I love building things. Yes. So you guys have built an empire. I'm building an empire. Yes. And my empire doesn't revolve around personal glory or wow. money or finances, although all those mm. things come with it. Yes. It comes with empowering other people in my field. Wow to reach their potentials. Wow. Because now I have reached out to other people through people that I've taught. Uh, and I've taught thousands of physicians over wow. the last you know, decade wow. and PAs and nurse yes. practitioners and nurses. Yes. And it is so fulfilling for me to do that. Uh, I used to do it for free. Cost money, guys. Yes. Cost money. Yeah. So, but you know, coaching and paying for coaching, paying for mentors mm. is all mm. worth it. Yes. yes, education is is worth it. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever field you're in, it can be done better. There's somebody yeah. out there that knows more than you, and there's Absolutely. somebody out there doing it better than you. Love this. And so. And, and that's if you remember that and always try to better your process and analyze your systems. Yes. Look at your me- metrics. Uh, there's always a way to do it better. Love so that. good. And, and you know what? That means a lot. And so so question for you. So you know how um, there's always these changes in the um, in your industry, right? There's always new medicine, new things that right. you can do. Is Has there ever been something in your mind where you feel you want to do something different like i know you're doing facial surgery has it ever came upon you where you're like i'm going to get into this or sometime or the other or is it always going to be the same no so um that's actually a really great great point i think what people have been really looking for the holy grail Mm. of of aesthetics is regenerative medicine Mm. how do we use you know everybody's been talking about stem cells forever right but stem cells haven't really done a whole lot for us yet i mean got realistically it. got it, it okay. i mean in the bone marrow world and in some cancers right. yes it has okay. been life-saving got it but in terms of really harnessing the power of mm-hmm. our cells yes that's where i've been really kind of looking at so wow. i rolled out um platelet rich fibrin which is the ability to use your own platelets as a as a wound healer as a biostimulator Wow. Uh, now we've developed techniques to make it a gel so people that don't want to do synthetic fillers can okay. use just their own blood, wow. 100% wow. natural, oh my gosh. to re- you know, replace collagen, restore cells. I mean, if you think about it, our yes. bodies have mm-hmm. everything we need, mm-hmm. yes. right, for regeneration, mm-hmm. but we just get old over time and we have external and internal factors yes. that make us lose volume, lose right. our skin, collagen, uh, collagen yes. et cetera. Okay, yes. so, 
I've been very interested and been on that path of regenerative medicine. And that's sometimes that utilizes technology like ultrasounds, electrical field stimulation. Uh, Sometimes it uses our own cells, our fat cells, our blood cells. Uh, our stem cells. Right. So wow. that's that's like that. Uh, that's where I think the next level is. Okay, this right? is amazing. Not this the latest amazing. filler or the latest, okay. you know, toxin. Got that's it. kind of more of the same. Yes. Uh, but that I think is kind of like, like for example, mm-hmm. when I have to do and when I do a nose job, which I do a lot of rhinoplasty. Yes. yes. I have to go and find cartilage. Mm. Right. So cartilage is, you know, part of your nose. I go and I make little graphs and you've got a bunch in, in oh, your wow. nose. I'm holding sure you your remember. nose up. Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> no, I think he's oh, talking about my nose. Yeah. <laughs> so one day, one day I'll be able to swab your cheek, grow your cartilage in a lab. Oh my God. Before I step foot in the operating room and utilize that rather than putting you under more surgery. Wow. This is especially the case with wow. people that have had trauma to their noses. Yes. Because right now, when I do someone's nose that have had their nose done before, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to go remove their rib and get cartilage from their rib. Oh my God. And carve that, I mean, that seems barbaric, right? Like literally open them, like I open would their chest. Never... And, and so for people, because people that have had surgery before, uh-huh. they don't have usable cartilage in their nose, mm-hmm. or they're pinched, they're collapsed, mm-hmm. they're, so you mm-hmm. have to have material to build. Right, wow. to build. Wow. So I would love, I, I can't wait, I hope I'm alive the yes. day yes. where I don't have to do that to someone. Wow. wow. Because now they have wow. an extra incision, they have yes. you know more risk of, a, of an issue, healing, right. et cetera, or we'll use a, a donor uh, mm-hmm. cartilage, which is mm-hmm. basically uh, cartilage from a deceased person. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And, and so uh, in 2023, mm-hmm. that's still how we're doing surgery. Wow. Wow. And like, how fast are these technologies coming in? Can you maybe touch a little bit on, um, you know, in your field of work, are like uh, frequency techniques also going to be coming in place? Um, because I mean, there's so much talk about frequencies nowadays, and I, I mean, so many people are talking about it. Is this something that's going to yeah. also change the, you know, facial medical industry? Well, again, we're all exploring. There's new technologies coming out all the mm-hmm. time. Okay, and. So far, I mean, there's been some newer ones that I've been really impressed with, again, with combining ultrasound with electrical field stimulation. But to answer your question about Mm. stem cells, Mm -hmm. so actually I told you I'd go to these conferences. Two weeks ago, I was at a stem cell conference. It was in Las Vegas. It was all the the brightest minds getting together and and updating research on where are we at with stem cells. Wow. So just up until a year ago, the whole stem cell industry was in a lawsuit with the federal government. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because people were like, you know, this is, you know, you can't do this. Right. It's not, but they won. The stem cell yes. uh, mm-hmm. groups won. So now it's kind of like reopened again. Got right? it. Because if you're in a lawsuit with the federal government, you can't get funding, you can't do research. Mm. It's, it really kind of yes. slows things down. Right. Um, and so basically now, a lot of great things are being done with stem cells. Mm-hmm. A lot of diseases are being cured. Mm-hmm. We we don't have enough data, in my opinion, to really hang our hat on it mm-hmm. or to make it the standard of care. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of growing grafts and, and growing hair and like yeah. things like that, yeah. um, I think we are probably five to 10 years away. Oh, wow. And that's, that's pretty really soon. Close. I mean, yeah. 10 that years is, is not that far. Right. I mean, we'll definitely be alive. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> for real, COVID-25, <laughs> COVID who knows? Right. Oh, not. God. 
not. No, Pray not. I think we're done for a hundred years. Oh, right, so please. Right. But like from schooling to you know being a doctor, from having um three children, you know yes. being married, um your ups. You know what I mean. There's a lot of ups. It seems like you know passing your schooling and having your kids and actually getting married. Um, you know, obviously being a doctor that comes with money as well. You're doing such a strategic job. Um, was there ever a time where you were at the top and you literally maybe hit the bottom out of nowhere and you're just like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to continue on? Well, that was when I first started practice. Got it. So when I first started practice, you know, I had that loan. That loan didn't go very far. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you said 200K for a doctor, I'm yeah, like, okay, you far. pushed it. No. I, was, I was, you know, rent, I wasn't married then, so I didn't Got have it. the expenses, but I was, right, you know, right. my apartment. Of course. I was renting. Yes. And so, and I didn't have patients. Mm. I wasn't employed. Right. I didn't have a salary. Okay. I, nobody knew who I was. Yeah. And so I literally just, it was a hustle. I started having to go to the Valley mm -hmm. to yes. do uh, locums work. Okay. So basically I would go out of some other doctor's office who did like ran like an HMO mill. Okay. And I'd see like yeah. 50 patients oh, wow. for like their like noses, like runny noses and sore throats okay. and things that, you know, right. were not sexy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, yes. it, but it gave me a paycheck. Oh wow! Uh, and okay. and I and I did that for for a while until oh, I man. could get my feet on the ground. Wow! Okay. Wow! So you were there. You were there like all yeah. of us. You know? Yeah. And, and you know what? That that tells everybody. You look. If you fall down and you have a, a rough time, everybody can get up. I mean, I mean, let's 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 be real, right? In the surgeon industry, two hundred thousand is probably not much, especially when you're starting the business. Me, myself, and Mike, we also went through from uh, the story we have from coins to cars, where we were digging for cash under our sofas. Definitely different in our story as well. But everybody can get out of these problems. You got to just stay focused, follow those positive frequencies that me and Mike always talk about. You always seem to be positive and you're like, I'm going to do this. You come from a family that was harnessing that good positive energy in the medical industry and you're always learning more and more. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable to us telling us like that was my downtime because some people can't even say it. It was hard. I mean, I had surgeons. I had people say, like, you're not going to make it. You don't Nobody Ugh. Nobody comes to Los Angeles. It's not an underserved community in yes. terms of plastics and aesthetics. Yes. Like, you really need to look at other cities or right. other states. Oh, wow. wow. Um, and when I was told that, I remember, like, sharing that with some of my friends. And I'm like, you know, it starts to, like, put these seeds of doubt yes. in you. Yes. And I'd be sitting there with, like, a suit and mm. a pocket square. Mm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, mm. I don't have mm. a, I don't have patience. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. You know? And, and so, but it just took one patient at a time, touching, you know, one family at a time, oh, yes. you know, improving my skills, learning. And then I started innovating things in my space. Mm -hmm. I started teaching and it just, it was a slow, slow process, yes. but it didn't take long for me like, okay, this is gonna work out. Right. Wow. And, and I kind of want to know your take on the word beauty because you know we're talking about you know facial facial surgery and people changing the way they look and maybe if you're watching this you think that that's going to really change your life which it definitely that's what it does but again i believe you know these things are connected with um the way you think as well and i've always said you know the ugliest person can truly be the most beautiful person mm -hmm. if they just had that the right energy inside the way they treat people and then you can do things to make yourself feel much better like getting a haircut or maybe getting a nose job or whatever it is but if you do move forward with something like that you should have also a mindset change the mindset 
because I feel like for me, beauty, it does have to do with appearance, but it also comes from the inside. Mm -hmm. So do you have to like coach your, you know, your patients after, you know, maybe they have a, a nose job because not everybody will come out like Eli and be like, oh my God, I feel so beautiful now. Sometimes, right. you know, it, you have to coach them into what beauty mm -hmm. really means. What are you, what are your thoughts mm -hmm. on the actual word beauty? So I 100% agree with you. And beauty can be defined a lot of different ways. Okay. I define it how you define it. Got it. Being it from inside and also externally. And you know, one of the most famous quotes from Aaron Spelling, a big, big producer, yes. he's like, I can't define beauty for you, but I know it when it walks in the room. Oh, wow. Right? And that, wow. Could, that could hold for men, men <sighs> that could hold for women. Yes. But what does that actually mean? It doesn't necessarily mean just the physique, their nose, face, breasts, butt, whatever. Mm, it could yes. be how they walk. Mm -hmm. It could be right. how they strut. Yes. How they how they're dressed. Right. Right. It's yes. mojo. Mm. It's yes. it's confidence. I love this. And that is, I think, confidence is is a big part of beauty. Yes. What's holding you back from confidence? I already shared what held me back from confidence. Yes. Right. But a lot of times it's one thing or multiple things. And, and, in, and in some cases, it's a lot of things. Right. And that's, a lot of, that's a little bit of a harder right. thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Where did that construct come from? Did we create that beauty mm -hmm. construct? Was it their parents? Was it social media? Was God, it their peers? Was yes. it, you know, what, what construct? Mm -hmm. it, it's so interesting. Like, so wow. for example, in Iran, which is where my, my descendants are from, yes. rhinoplasty, nose jobs, are it's the number one country in the world where nose jobs are done. Oh, wow. Really? Like way I, more really, than US, way more than Korea, Brazil, wow. anywhere. Wow. If you go to a neighboring country, India, mm -hmm. and Indians have similar noses to Persians, you okay. know, typical bump and droopy, yes. it's probably one of the least common procedures done. Oh, wow. Because mm -hmm. it's all cultural. Oh, wow. It's that frowned upon. It's not really accepted. Mm -hmm. wow. and, and in fact, you know, people like will really say, oh, my God, don't do that because you're changing your family nose. You're not. Mm. So. Yes. So it's it, so just to get, to get wow. back to your question. Right. So when someone comes to me, I hear them out. Okay. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things you want to look for in your doctor, in your surgeon, that they're actually yes. listening to you. Right. And then I say, are those things that they're sharing with me realistic? Mm -hmm. Are they reasonable? Right. And can I do something about it that will actually make a change mm -hmm. for them? Mm -hmm. Sometimes wow. the answer is no. Oh Sometimes people have unrealistic yes. expectations. Yes. yes. And and the other interesting phenomenon now is with uh, filters. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't use filters on my okay. on my pictures yeah. and whatnot. Right. Right. But, but the issue with filters is that some people are so dependent on their filtered appearance on social media, they may have millions of followers yes. that they are afraid of seeing people in real life. Oh, wow. Or being photographed in real life. Wow. Because all of a sudden your reality, so happiness equals reality minus expectations. Okay. Wow. So mm -hmm. if your reality does not is not greater than your expectations, then you're unhappy. Mm, yes. Right? It's a, yes. It's a yes. negative wow. happiness equation. Right. So so I see that, and when I sense that's happening, all of a sudden I'm under the pressure to help somebody look like their filter or their mm -hmm. perceived their I persona. Mm -hmm. Wow! And it's one thing to help someone achieve what they see in the mirror, but when somebody completely depends on other people's reactions mm -hmm. to their appearance, mm -hmm. that's a very dangerous place to be. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. There's times. Um. There's times that I get down, or other people get down. I'm sure you'll walk into the room and you want. You're like dressed your best. Your energy is great, and no one's looking. And then you're like, 
did I not look good? And I'm sure it happens to all of us, right? Self-consciously, we right. look in the mirror in the bathroom, we're like, I thought I looked really good today. I mean, yes. And again, sometimes I feel like beauty is definitely the energy, um, not always how you feel or how you look on the outside. And I agree with you a thousand percent because there, there are times that I do see people that have great energy. They're not the most beautifully outside, mm -hmm. but because their energy is so good right. and so warm, it's like, yeah. You're the life. But it's yeah. so interesting you say that. So mm -hmm. and I wonder if you next time you feel that way, what is what is keeping them from being beautiful outside? Mm -hmm. Is it their skin? Is it mm -hmm. blemishes? Mm -hmm. Is it uh hook nose? Mm -hmm. Is it, mm -hmm. you know, one side droopier than the other? Is right. it hanging skin? Is it right. deflated lips? Is it, you know, so just think think about that for a second. Right. You know, what's keeping them yeah in your mind from wow. being really attractive right, and really right. beautiful. And it yes. usually has to do with volume, has to do mm -hmm. with collagen, mm -hmm. has to do with balance. Oh, wow. Because good work is never seen. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, wow. That's intense. Right. <laughs> Just like Mr. Eli right here. You yeah. Know? I, nobody ever asked right. me. You, I, I'm yeah. the, but I did tell everybody, by the way, do you see anything different? <laughs> I did. It was my, it was my fault. Yeah. I told only yeah. certain people. Yeah. But your definitely. nose fits your face. Thank yes. you. It fits it's your amazing. face, you know, and, and it just does not look like mm -hmm. you've had no right. job, and that's it really does. That's my job. Well it done. Really does. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so guys, blessed, look. So, so I, I really want to appreciate you, Doctor, for being on our Thank podcast. We, yes. we we have a very special question for you in a minute. Yes. But look, guys, world-renowned doctor surgeon came all the way from beautiful state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And he now was here's... doing a nose job this morning <laughs> yes. and checking on 15 of his patients and he's here with us on the Sunset Strip. He does Literally. not stop. It's so inspiring. Like, oh my God, I have the chills right now. And Thank you. So, so we ask a lot of our guests this special question about you know their future goals. Um, I already feel that I know what your answer is gonna be. I mean, you might have already answered it, but five years from now, Dr. Kian Karimi, what have you considered, where would you be Five years from now, if you if everything would just mold to what you wanted, what would five years? What would you look like in five years? So in five years, for me to consider myself successful, I will have maintained my balance as a father, as a husband, uh, as a surgeon, uh, because I have a duty to to all, and those are the things that fulfill me. Um, as my because my children are very young, six, mm -hmm. three, and. Oh, wow. oh, not even two. Yeah. So there'll still yes. be teens. At yeah, yes. this is a really important time for yes. their growth and their development. Definitely. And I want to be as present of a father as I can be. Love this. Professionally, uh, I want to continue to mold my legacy as an educator. Mm. Love that. And I do that through my Congress. I do that through education of my own team members, my yes. other nurse practitioners yes. and PAs who are mm -hmm. incredible top 1% of the world, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And to surround myself with greatness, just like you guys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. see, see, amazing, you, you, amazing. I so love beautiful. your passion on it because see, everybody's different. And Mike can agree with me. Every single speaker we've had so far, some of them say something different. And in your right. case, you just want everything to be like that happiness equation you gave. Like right. you want it to continue going yes. forward. Like yes. You're educating, you're training, you're building, but you're doing that also yourself. It's not like, oh, I'm going to teach you. You're like, I'm learning with you. That's right. right. And, and that's right. some people just are like, oh, five years, I'm going to have a mansion and I'm mm -hmm. rich. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different. And you're like, well, no, it's, it's not all about that. Right. It's, it's about bigger things and that's yeah that's extremely amazing and honestly like i i learned from that because obviously i would love to have a, you know a couple billion dollars of course <laughs> but number one key thing for me is definitely service make sure that people appreciate our work and the love us at the end and then that's 
that repetitive business in that referral voice. Hey, this guy does great work. Mm-hmm. Like, go to him. Mm-hmm. Right. He's going to give you what you're looking for. You right. Know? Yes. That's yes. important to me. Right, Mike? Yes. <laughs> loves it. Loves it. Well, thank you guys so much. This was really, really awesome. I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Thank, thank you. you. Honestly, we're honored. And, and guys, look. Uh, you're going to see a lot more about our doctor. So we are going to release about a couple of reels as usual. You'll see this podcast live on Sunday, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And you'll see this information <laughs> on the on the view. Also, doctor, where can people find you? So my Instagram is Dr. Keon, D-R-K-I-A-N. Uh, and that will kind of lead you to all the all the things. <laughs> all the, I love it. Love it. Yes. All, all the way. Thank you down the rabbit hole. All the things. That's love right. it. Love That's it. Right. We thank you so much, doctor. Thank this you guys. has been so amazing. We're going to go and be inspired by all of this. And hopefully you guys are too. Loves it. Appreciate thank you. you guys. You guys yeah. have a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, guys. Yes. Right. Thank really. you, doctor.